Happy midwinter. Happy solstice, everybody. Well, technically, we're a couple of days late. It was on Sunday. Saturday. It was on Saturday. The 21st was winter solstice, the darkest day of the year. And the, the longest night of the year. The longest night, the shortest amount of daylight. It's only up from here, folks. Also, you guys are going to have to bear with us. This is literally the first time we've recorded a podcast together. Actually in the same room. In the same room of our fictional house, which as you guys will now know. Which right now is a real is a house. Real house. <laughs> um, we, for this, oh, sorry. This is Twitches. This is Twitches, a twadcast. We're twins. And we like to talk about witch stuff. I'm not going to say witches and you can't make me, but yeah, we're twins one who day. like to talk about witch stuff. You know what the reality is for this is that we have to start with you so that I hit that line. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not lying to the people. Regardless, happy solstice, Yule, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you sell, whatever you're celebrating, we're glad that you came Festivus to join us. Festivus. Mm -hmm. We're happy that you came to join us here this week for Twitches. Thanks, guys. We talk about movies, we talk about books, we talk about television shows, so long as they are magical. Ideally, they've got some witches in it. If you have any suggestions, we are always open and looking for new witchy content. That's true. You can tweet at us or message us, DM us on Instagram. Our, both of our handles are at Twitches Podcast. And if you have something a little longer to say, shoot us an email. We're at twitchespodcast at gmail.com. Um, so this, uh, this particular turnaround, we are doing a little Christmassy something, something. Holiday-y something, something. Holiday-y something, something. My bad. And we're going to talk about the chilling adventures of Sabrina and their holiday episode immediately post season one entitled A Midwinter's Tale. And should I go ahead and do a, a recap? Or would yeah, you like I mean, to well, tackle a recap? Absolutely not. I do not <laughs> want to do that. Uh, Alexa, you've watched the whole show, right? You've already seen all of the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yes. And I promise it gets better in season two. I can't believe that's true. If if anyone else has watched it, I I feel like this is a global sentiment for the audience, which is it was struggling to find its place. It was sort of a... Riverdale adjacent spot but once it gets into season two it re it realizes what its mission so is. this is like an angel situation where it's it's the first season is deeply affected and overshadowed by the show it came from uh could be could be I never got that into angel I never got that into because Riverdale because it didn't have Buffy <laughs> so why that's no. fair but this is uh sort of the second of what is now like six different TV shows that are all based off <laughs> of um, the Archie comic book series yes. uh, that started with Riverdale on the CW. And this was Netflix's first, uh, first tackle there. And it was Sabrina, the teenage witch, as we all know her. Now she's the chilling adventures of Sabrina. And for a comparison, just for reference for those listeners who are also our age um it is nothing like sabrina it's the not teenage at all witch. like sabrina the teenage witch um although it is delightful in a different way but it unfortunately as of yet has not guest starred melissa joan hart so oh that would be so good it would be as so the people good. on the show would say 
praise Satan for the day that that arrives. Praise Satan. Yes, indeed. That would be so great. Who do you think she would play on this show? What kind of character would she be? Because it's not like she could be, you know, uh, well, the answer taken. <laughs> the answer no, taken. No, I was thinking she could be like the, the, the bad woman. What's her name? Uh, Ms. Wardwell. Yes, the mother of demons. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know what I would love to see Melissa Joan Hart in the new Sabrina would be as a... Harvey's older sister. A definitely a non-magical. Yes. I think at this stage in her life, maybe she'd be a better better at playing a non-magical, maybe mom from the school or something like I that. I feel like, like that Harvey could use some nice, positive, mortal, feminine energy in his life. Okay, but like she could be his mom, so I don't think older sister is gonna play. <laughs> his mom isn't around, right? That's true. At Melissa Joan Hart, please star in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina at Netflix. We're doing your job for you. I'm sure they have had those conversations. I'm positive that is our Well, because she's, isn't her show on Netflix? Wasn't her? You watched oh, it. Oh, she did. No, <laughs> you she, can, Alexa, this is, this is safe space. You can look, admit that here. I already confessed that I actually enjoyed the first season of Glee, so it's not like I'm holding back here. I just haven't seen it. I did watch multiple seasons of Melissa and Joey. That's so. what I'm saying. No, that's Melissa and Joey isn't her Netflix show. She has a different one with Sean Astin. Wait, she and Sean Astin are in a show together? Yes. How <laughs> Have did you, you watch that? that? No. Mm-hmm. That's too it, Is there any magic in it? Can we bring it no. watch it for the podcast? It they like they adopt a kid who's a con artist. Oh, I think I've seen this trailer. Yeah. So you can understand why I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, back on, we'll scooch back onto the track what were as we it talking were. About? <laughs> we were talking about uh, how we watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina this, uh, in this, our bi-weekly podcast. Yes, A Midwinter's Tale. So I'm going to do a brief plot recap. For are you going to recap just the winter episode? Because I watched, episode. I watched the whole first season leading up to the winter episode so that I felt like I could be good at this yeah no I think it's important (laughs) that you did that um but that's too much unless you want to read no it was too much (laughs) okay just you know people know who Sabrina is they know Harvey's her mortal boyfriend on again off again situation Hilda Zelda uh Hilda and Zelda nailed it (laughs) um alrighty so in a midwinter's tale Oh gosh. Actually, I started being like, I'm going to recap this the way I recap everything. And then I remembered that it has like four different plots so in a single many plot lines. And genuinely, genuinely, at least two of them are totally unnecessary. So I'm going to recap the ones that I'm thinking of right now, and then you can let me know what I've missed. So this particular episode is set during the winter solstice, and they are celebrating solstice, Yule, Yule midwinter, whatever you want to call it. Um, Sabrina and her aunts are setting up for that, decorating the house for that, celebrating that. Um, and the, they, they alight a Yule log. And from the beginning, the setup is we can't let the Yule log go out because bad spirits will be able to get in because winter solstice is a time where the veil is thinnest between the living and the dead. If this sounds familiar, you're actually thinking of Halloween. So rephrase it a little bit. 
Oh. There are so <laughs> many holidays, especially holidays that come from pagan traditions or that are birthed out of pagan traditions yes. that focus on and incorporate the idea of this veil between the human realm and the astral realm or whatever you want to call that next stage. Yes. So this is a theoretically could be a dark spooky time or just a mischiefy time for spirits. So you light the Yule log to keep them out. Um, we have a B plot line where <laughs> Sabrina's friend gets a job as an elf, David Sedaris style for a mall Santa and gets turned into a small, is going to get turned into a waxen child figure. We don't, I don't think we need to talk about that plot line. To be much. honest, that was not one of the plot lines I thought you were going to bring up when you were like, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the two important plot lines. I was like, all right, so we'll skip over the fact that her friend just turned into a wax figure. <laughs> They fit a lot into this episode. But it was so unnecessary. Like, why was that in the episode? Like, what? That didn't further anyone's plot line. Mm. That, that, that particular story development did literally nothing. I think, I honestly, I can't remember. So anyway. <laughs> we watched it, guys. We watched it literally less than <laughs> less 24 than hours ago. <laughs> so we have uh, that plot line. And then uh, the Yule Log goes out mischief ensues sabrina does a seance to talk to her mother who she has some questions for um for whom she has some questions <laughs> um and she she does this seance so her aunts think that she put the yule lag log out on purpose and these little impish creatures called yule lads <laughs> yule lads get in through the chimney and uh you know wreck havoc steal a baby the usual impish things. Um, and it kind of devolves from there. Oh, it barely evolved there. <laughs> we barely got it anything barely there. You guys, you know that I am looking for any excuse to enjoy a magical form of media. This didn't do it for me. <laughs> I, the second season is genuinely enjoyable and I like it a lot. But this, I think this was sort of a, in between, I think it was trying to wrap up plot points from season one that they didn't necessarily want to continue on with in season two. So I think that was like the mom seance thing, that that sort of goodness. Just didn't love it. Honestly, <laughs> for me, it was just too much Riverdale. It wasn't even the plot line. Although when you stop and think about the plot lines, they dissolve in your hands like you're holding smoke. But honestly, it's just... I just don't think I enjoy watching teens not communicate with each other, which is the whole show. Is a lot of a lot of moody teens. I just want to be like the whole show could have been solved if she would just talk to her aunts about anything. Oh, speaking of moody teens, we got our every episode obligatory Salem witch trials tie-in. Oh my gosh, wait, hold on. Quick pause, because if you are playing bingo at home with the bingo cards that we haven't made yet, but if you want to make them, <laughs> do it. We would love to see those. But there was an episode in the first season that shouted out basically every witch we've had so far. It's when Sabrina and her aunts are like calling. They're trying to do um, an exorcism, mm -hmm. which we won't even get into that really, but they're trying to do an exorcism and they call on the name of all these past witches and they're calling on Tichuba. They're calling on Stevie Nicks. They're calling on <laughs> literally everyone we've talked about in this podcast so far and everyone I'm sure we will continue to talk about. So if you were playing at home, you can go ahead and scratch those off your, 
off your bingo board. And her friend who is going to get turned into a wax child by the Santa demon. Uh, her name, at this point in the show, her name is Susie Putnam. Um, so we have Putnam, our- that's true. Putnam, that's our Putnam square. <laughs> our Putnam square, our Putnam tie-in for the Salem witch trials. Also, wait, hold on. Can you tell me, and I'm, I may cut this out of the podcast, but the- hallucination that Susie's having in the first season of her great, 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 great aunt. Yes. Is that caused by the mother of demons? She makes that happen, right? I can't remember, honestly. If you're listening and you know, and you can help explain that to me, I would really appreciate it because it seemed like the mother of demons character was like, ha ha ha, I did all this stuff to turn her friends against her. But the reality was like, it made them all way, way stronger. And I feel like that would have been pretty easy to see through from a villain's perspective. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember. Oh, whatever. It's not important. The important part is uh, the plot lines that you didn't cover, which include <laughs> Harvey Kinkle's uh, dad. Oh, right. Um, Sabrina gives Harvey's dad some enchanted eggnog to make him stop drinking, which is nice, I guess. That's Except for it's definitely not, because I think the difference, in, again, this is taking it back to teens not communicating. The difference in, in, in being like, hey, Harvey, I'm really worried about your dad and his drinking problem. I was thinking I could do this for you and having that conversation with him instead of showing up and being like, you just told me that your dad is having a drinking problem. So I brought a whole thing of rum eggnog. What I will say is that's actually a personality trait. That's part of Sabrina that gets more Sabrina-y in season two is that she does not, she's not asking for permission or checking in with anybody. She's just doing the things, whether people want them or not. She never really gets any consequences from it, but you'll see it's because she's Sabrina. Sabrina. There's so much. There's so much that happens in season two. It's wild. But along the same lines, I myself am drinking a non-alcoholic eggnog this eve, and it is delicious. And also, like, we don't ever see the consequences of the eggnog. We just learn that, like, the next morning he wakes up and he's like, I don't want to drink anymore. Which would be, like, wild. You would think it would make him, like, really sick or something, but eh, whatever. The point being, that's a plot line that also doesn't go anywhere and develops the characters not at all and anyway my big takeaways for the entire first season including this episode were that it looks like literally everyone in the show is wearing a wig and not like a good enough wig like they're very good but you can still tell they're wigs so it's that level of like almost the uncanny valley of wigs except for uh Chance Perdomo and I feel like Miranda Otto isn't that is that not her That's hair? A wig. It's, a wig. it's all wigs, all the way up, all the way down. It's all <laughs> wigs. I believe in Miranda Otto. Someone Oof. get me a bumper sticker that says that. Oh my gosh, or a we'll, t-shirt. We'll have it up in the shop this weekend. <laughs> we don't have a shop. We love Miranda Otto though. She is a true queen for those of us who loved Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know what I want? I want a shirt with the uh, with. Thandon saying, I know your face, Zelda. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I want a shirt with Zelda saying, I am no man. Oh, that's yeah, the market. That's, one. that's the market. Uh, and then my other takeaway for this whole first season was that they literally named a character Dorcas. Oh, and yeah. I've never been more upset at something in she's a show. A, she's a delight. 
Okay. She doesn't get a she doesn't get a name in the credit, and then they literally name her character Dorcas. So like she wh- looks whatever like this, a Dorcas. whatever this actor did to make Netflix mad. <laughs> like, um, okay, so I have some fun magical background on the Yule log. Shall we move into the next room of our house? Into our magical room? We shall. Um, so here's some fun stuff about the Yule log. I wanna so first of all the Yule log. The Yule log. Okay. Uh, that they need to light and keep lit to keep the spirits away. First of all, um, first reference to a Yule log in history was in like the 1100s. So Yule logs been around, comes from the Germanic pagan tradition of lighting a log and yes, to keep spirits away. It's been tied to Yule time and midwinter and everything for forever. It's also worth noting that it appears this show takes a lot of its imagery of witchcraft from Germanic paganism. Yes. So we have the Yule log. A pretty common tradition is that it's kind of just one big block of wood and it burns throughout the night or you're supposed to burn it over the 12 days of Christmas or something like that, but you never burn it. Yule. 12 days of Yule. Well, it's also, it's been, the Yule log has been pulled into the Christmas tradition, so. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. What was I saying? (laughs) Tell me about that Yule log. About that Yule log. So, um, yeah, so I have a bunch of different names for the Yule log. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, so this is my favorite, because it was commonly called a Yule clog. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but it's still a regular... It's a log. It's just, okay, but it is a, a Yule clog. A Yule clog. Um, also called the Yule block in the Midlands and just West really Country. Just really quickly, I now want a t-shirt with Miranda Otto wearing clogs and it says Yule, Yule clog. <laughs> Wait, okay, so um, Yule block, Ghoul block, <laughs> Stock of the Mock, <laughs> the Festival block, the Christmas Old Wife, which feels wrong. Oh, no. That's uh, Scotland. And the Christmas Block in Ireland. So those uh, are awesome. Somehow, unsurprisingly, the Irish people really didn't try that hard on it's that like, one. It's a Christmas Block. <laughs> right, it's a block. It's for Christmas. Done. <laughs> in, uh, in, well, it's called the Block Na Noleg. Noel? <laughs> Noleg. Oh, no, it is like Noleg. All yeah. right. Um, you know, no leg, no leg. Um, anywho, but it's been around forever and, you know, ideally you have a little bit of the log left at the end of the Christmas season, that little bit of log to light the next log. Oh, that's nice. the next season. And in the meantime, wait, also, I have to tell you this. So in the meantime, you're supposed to keep the, um, keep the little piece of Yule log that you're going to use for next Yule time uh, in, your in your house, <laughs> in your freezer. Yeah, like you do with the top layer of your wedding cake. <laughs> and then on your one year anniversary, you, you take break the off Yule. a piece and you eat it. <laughs> um, so you're supposed to keep it around and it, and it wards off spirits and bad spirits and stuff, this little piece of burnt wood, I suppose. But I have to say, and Sienna was here earlier when I was cracking up, um, while reading this, in the Wikipedia page, it says the log had other magical properties, particularly in parts of northern Spain and southern France. 
there, Fowler Notes, who I guess is someone they were talking about earlier, who wrote a paper about a Yule log. Nailed it. Fowler Notes, quote, a remarkable... <laughs> this is so dumb. A remarkable feature of the log's powers is its ability to defecate gifts. Wait, what? <laughs> it's what it says. I looked it up. I cannot <laughs> find... I don't... I can't find another meaning for defecate other than take a poop. So... It shits gifts. It shits gifts. <laughs> so dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for telling you guys this on the podcast, but I, I read that on the wiki page and I immediately <laughs> looked up the definition to be like, is there something... Does defecate mean something else? No, it's, it was like produce gift yeah. into the world. I mean, like, I think manifest. Poop. It means, I think like poop. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, now you have a little bit of knowledge. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. This year at your holiday, <laughs> at your Christmas party, when you're surrounded by your, your aunts and your uncles and your family members, please do tell them about the podcast you listen to <laughs> that taught you about how Yule logs were originally known for poop and gifts. gifts. And honestly, just take it to the next level. If you've got that that one aunt that gives everyone like 30 presents, you can just be like, aunt so-and-so defecates gifts. <laughs> <laughs> So, you learned a new word today. Oh, no. Wow. Um, that's really um, something. I got you that's that. That's the Yule log. I got you that information. That information is, is your my Christmas, Christmas present. My Yule time gift. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Happy Yule. Praise Satan. <laughs> whatever they say. Hail Merry, Satan. Merry Festivus. Merry Satan holiday. Merry holiday with Y'all have to understand in the Sabrina series, they basically take all the sort of classic Christianity phrases and they just make them about Satan. They don't, it never sounds totally natural. No, it does not. It, sound, it sounds like someone wrote it on a page and the actor is now reading the, the page aloud. There's not a lot of praise Satan. They don't really sell it very well. <laughs> well, you know. It we, sounds we don't have, silly. As we often say, we're not here to critique the show. We are not film professionals. Not at all. We um, love The Covenant. I mean, yes, clearly we have no taste. In case you haven't listened to our Covenant episode, just know we are strong in our faith in The Covenant as a, <laughs> as a good movie. It's not. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about since this is our, our Yuletide Festival episode was the Yule Lads, which come in this episode, yes. and and their their creepy mom, their tiny mischievous boys and girls. So Yule Lads, the Yule Lads, come from Icelandic history. Oh. And there are actually specific Yule Lads, and I thought... There are, like, individual mm, Yule Lads? Yes, there are named Yule Lads, so I thought it would be fun <laughs> if I perhaps read you some of the names. Yes, wait, can you quiz me? Hold on one second. What's it say? She set the house on fire. Oh, oh. Guys, our mom just came in. She gave us a note that says, I love hearing your laughter. We have the best parents. Okay, ready? The best. So, the Yule Wait, Lads. Can Alexa. we turn it into a quiz? Yeah, can that's I what I want to do. Okay. I want to read you the name. And I want, or would you rather, well, you're not, you're never <laughs> going to get these. Um, but the Yule Lads, there are, 13 of them. Hmm. And essentially their vibe is they 
in a similar way to Santa, they kind of like through the, the days of the Christmas pagan Yule holiday, they kind of keep kids in line. And each of them has a specific sort of keeping in line that they like to do. Okay. Now. So if, you want to give me the names and I'll guess their, their shtick. Yes. I don't think, I mean, we're going to find out. <laughs> I don't think you'll get them, but it's also worth noting that if you made a Yule lad angry, they would fill your shoes with rotten potatoes. Oh. Sounds okay. like, sounds like a you're Christmas gonna, tradition You're going to need to get a new pair of Yule clogs. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We'll see ourselves out. Bye. But in the meantime, <laughs> here is your first Yule lads. And these are the modern names of the Yule lads, so bear with me. Gully Gawk. Oh. Gully Gawk. Gully Gawk, the Yule lad. He likes to keep kids in line by um, putting prickly pine cones in their clothing drawers. Close. But he actually steals foam off the buckets of cow milk. Oh, I need to go smaller. Just I the see. top <laughs> level of cow milk. <laughs> to downsize my guesses. Uh, here's, here's one uh, that you might just maybe be able to get. Sausage swiper. Oh, I bet he swipes sausage. He does. Swiper no swiping. Swiper no swiping. <laughs> okay, so you're one in one. For your final one, would you like me to go difficult or would you like me to go less difficult? Oh, you know, you know what I like. I trust you. Okay. <laughs> How do we feel about sheep coat Claude? Sheep coat Claude. Mm -hmm. He shears sheep in their sleep. He tries to suckle at use in sh farmers' sheep sheds. Oh. He's like, these are, these are all creepy dudes. Strange little pervert. They're all creepy dudes. Other, other classic Yule lads <laughs> include door slammer, ah. window peeper, mm. meat hook, mm. and candle beggar. Are these just the 12 serial killers of Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> or the, you know, the 12. Like Jack the Ripper was never real. It was, it was just always the Yule like Lads. Ripper Glog. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Ripper Glog. Up Nailed to his it. old tricks. Exactly. And then, of course, their mother, who is. No, it's okay. And then, of course, their mother, who is. Um, Gryla, who is not as depicted in the show, just as a whole. Uh, Gryla is a much more creepy, evil person, which I think may have played better in the show if they had cast, like, a beautiful, blonde, tall woman to play her, but... She's not blonde. Well, they gave her a gray wig. She... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just to take it back a step farther, in case anybody this holiday season is pestering you when you're trying to tell great hilarious stories about Yule Logs and Yule Lads, I thought it would be important for us to address the fact of like what Yule and the idea of pagan holidays and how they've worked into Christmas, I thought that would be important to talk about. Yeah. So I think it's important 
we're going back again, sorry. We're reversing farther than that, which is to talk about the term pagan and what that comes from. Because pagan is a, is a very broad umbrella term that covers basically anybody that Christianity didn't identify with. So pagan comes from uh, an old Latin word that means field, which essentially means like Christianity was big in the, in the urban areas and the cities. And then once you went out to the country, that's where you were met with these less Christian ideas, these, these pagan ideas, which I just thought was important to know. Because I think a lot of people get swept up with pagans being some sort of weird devil worshiping thing. And now like, it's just a broad term that basically meant anybody who wasn't practicing Christianity at the time is a pagan. I'm with you. Heck yeah. So when these Christian people found these pagan traditions, and oftentimes people who were Christian came from families that had practiced pagan traditions and they didn't want to let go of those pagan traditions. So they incorporated them into Christmas. Also, it's worth noting that for a really long time, Christianity didn't celebrate the birth of Christ as like holiday. It was just kind of like, yeah, he was born at some point and he died some years later and then came back and that was kind of the shtick but they didn't and think eventually about. in christianity even they were like oh winter sucks we need a party yes <laughs> so it was part that and it was part the fact that they they discussed this idea of like if you're going to have a large piece of your religion built around this person who's supposed to be a human person what humanizes them more than having a birth date so thus therefore came christmas <laughs> In the, in the coldest time of year when everybody just needs a good party and some, some Yule of varieties, any variety of Yule you got variety going on. Of Yules. <laughs> so that is just so you know, when your family members look at you strange, when you say you talk about, a when you talk about listening to a podcast where twins talk about magic, you can say, well, it's, it's kind of informational. Wow. They not only read Wikipedia, but then they word vomit it back. For the record, all of my information was taken from a Smithsonian article. Fancy pants. Yes, thank you. I read. I don't know if the Smithsonian article is going to tell you about Yule Clogs. I don't trust (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Whatever. My Smithsonian article (laughs) was specifically around the Yule lads and that idea. So if you're interested in looking it up, you definitely can. Uh, which brings us into our, our next room, our debate room. Oh, yeah. We open the doors. We swing open the wide doors. We see our podiums. Facing each other. Lit a flame. Six Yule logs. <laughs> six Yule lads on one and six, six Yule, Yule lads on the other. <laughs> I call Sausage Swiper. <laughs> All right, Alexa. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> These are my Yule lads. Stop was, making fun of them. I would never. I just came These up with a completely inappropriate name for one, but then I added it myself. It's not like I edit the podcast. So. <laughs> uh, here in our debate room, we always ask two questions that are the same, then we try and shake it up with our third question. So the first question, Alexa, do you find the magic in the chilling adventures of Sabrina to be believable? Yes. In this Midwinter's Tale episode. I buy it. It looks, it seems like they did their research. When you compare this to 
for the second time, we'll reference The Covenant again, since we did watch it kind of recently. So good. And the lack of research, the like, not... The speed reading research that was done on that. And you compare that to Sabrina, wherein each of the demons, each person's name and occupation actually do seem to be rooted in witchcraft and wicca and you know pagan traditions what have you i think they did a very good job i actually believable (laughs) i actually totally agree i think for a or a tv show that came out in 2018 it does feel like they've done their research and considering how many movies and tv shows and books that we've read even just thus far that appear to just be like i mean like it's an easy target but Roll dolls, the witches. Mm. That is, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's not well, witchcraft. That's, that's that's world building. That's different. That's I'm not. He wasn't taking from witch traditions so but much. He was as using their words, making his own version of witches. Yeah, using their same words for things. That's pretty fucked up. What words? Like witch. Oh well, no. Yeah, I know, but I mean, that was him. You know, creating his own version of. Which I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, me now and, we can debate me this. And my Yule lads allow it. <laughs> nope, all my Yule lads are standing on each other's shoulders, and they're all giving your Yule lads the finger. <laughs> I'm picturing Yule lads as like the trolls in Frozen. <laughs> wow, your Yule lads look very different from my Yule lads. Maybe that's just how it goes. And they probably look different from yours, dear listener. Everyone has Yule Everyone lads of their own. Everyone gets a Yule own. lad. <laughs> you, you get a Yule, Yule lad. And you, you get, get a Yule, Yule lad. lad. <laughs> also, in case you were wondering what it would be like if we recorded in the same room, it's going to be a lot of us saying <laughs> the same thing at the same time. Uh, On to our next it, it makes it so much worse for us to be able to like look at each other yeah. because then we know what the other one is going to say. Yep. Uh, On to the next question. Mm-hmm. Alexa, do you find the witches of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina to be believable? Uh, yeah, also, yes, along the same vein. I'm basing this, I, it's been a while since I saw season one, and I am basing this mostly off of season two. But in, they, in season two, they give these, the church of sorts that organizes the witches and the chilling adventures of Sabrina is like a fully fleshed out like hierarchy. Clearly, it feels like somebody wrote a book, a proper book, Bible type book for their church for the show. It's it's good. I believe it. Yeah, I guess most of my problems with the believability comes with the characters themselves and not the fact that they're witches. <laughs> because again, the whole show is just, which I know, most television is based off of people not communicating what needs to be communicated. Yeah. But I think literally you take that out, then we have no rom-coms left. You're saying that like we have, like rom-coms are a good standard though. Like Uh, we should be setting things to rom-coms. are a disrespected art form and I I demand you take that back. No. Rom-coms for You lads, attack! (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I think honestly, there's just... I just don't love the way it's written, but I like the research, and I, I mean, look, I like the, some aspects of it. I loved the, the revamping of it for a modern age, and looking at it from a perspective of how do we take a show that, like, 
I love the original uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but like you can't pitch that show in 2019. Nobody will watch it, you know? I would watch it. No, you're thinking about because you know the show. Like you can't <laughs> be like, I will say. We um, have too many straight remakes. I'm quite happy with this sort of a revamp. One, I guess in terms of that, in terms of the actual witches of Sabrina, finding them believable and what have you, um, it does come to when Sabrina, you know, enchants the eggnog, and she does a lot of magic in this episode, but we don't really see see her, like, struggle with it, or make it, or any of those things. It's just a sort of magical balm for problems that pop up. Um, So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that's true. That kind of takes us back to whether or not the magic itself is believable. It feels like the history is well-researched, but the physical magic is is so deeply incorporated in this character's life that, like, they don't show the audience it anymore, which is mm. fine, I guess. But. Although they do have their, like, chanting moment over the Yule log to enchant it, and they have a little, you know, a little rhyme, which is a classic. True, true. And what I will be forcing Alexa to do later tonight. What's up? Um, even though we have passed the winter solstice, but whatever. Can't hurt to keep your house safe. I'm just saying. And then our final question. Yes. Harvey or what's his face? Oh, or the bad Nick- boy. Nicholas. Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. We'll <laughs> no. call him Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> what is it? It's like Nicholas Shredder or Nicholas <laughs> Nails Face. <laughs> like, Nicholas Snail's face is good. Is that anything? <laughs> Let's look. It is. Nicholas Scratch. Nicholas Scratch. I kind of nailed it. Also, I just want you guys to know that apparently Nicholas Scratch is listed under Dorcas in this IMDb, so. Wow, that's gotta hurt. I mean. He gets, he gets real in season two. Um, I mean, obviously Nicholas Scratch. No, I'm team Harvey. Harvey is so boring, but that makes so much sense because he's just the angel of this show. Yeah, and you know I'm in the angel. Team Angel over Team Spike, 10 out of 10. Harvey is. We can save that for our Buffy episode. I just think Harvey is the most is a is a more real character than Nicholas Sparks. That's what makes him boring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. I guess I just like real people. Sienna just likes boring dudes. Boring dudes at her. (laughs) They already do. (laughs) Boring dudes, please don't at me. I have enough in my DMs. All right. Did you have any you wanted to debate other than those? No, those sound good. All right. Well, um, that means we'll move into the final room of our home, our wrap-up room that's all lounge chairs and plants hung from the ceiling um, that are being taken care of. Oh, wait. I had one question I wanted to ask you. Yes. If you were to summon a familiar, what kind of familiar would you summon? I mean, it's basic, but like a cat. Yeah, that's true. You would definitely have a cat. That's who I am. For those of you who don't know, Alexa has a cat in real life. And she is my familiar. <laughs> That's valid if you believed in such things. Oh, I have another fun thing that I want. Well, what would your familiar be? My familiar, I think, would be something with wings. I think I would want a, a flying familiar, something that had some, like, freedom and movement to it. Okay. But I don't know what kind yet. Um, I did have one more, one more witch shout out. We're just standing in the doorway between the two rooms, between the the debate room and the wrap-up room. I guess this could actually, we can stand in the wrap-up room for this because I just wanted to give a brief shout out to the Hansel and Gretel vibes. Mm -hmm. 
we have our main baddie for the season, who is Mrs. Cromwell. Shoot, I totally lost it. I knew it earlier. Mrs. Wardwall. Wardwall. Yes, Mary Wardwall. Um, so she is, you know, Satan's mistress or whoever. The mother of demons. Mother of demons. And she has a whole tiny little homage to the Hansel and Gretel witch where she builds a gingerbread house of the uh, Spellman household. And she puts out the Yule log by pouring water down the chimney. She's the one who actually douses the Yule logs. Spoiler alert. Did you know she's from Doctor Who? Is she really? Yeah. Who is she in Doctor Who? Missy. Is that helpful? I don't watch Doctor Who, but Alexa loves Doctor Who. Not really. 2014 and 2017. That, oh. Look, not the point. The point is, she does like a little homage for the Hansel and Gretel witch who was just trying to live her life. When, oh, yes, yes. Okay, this is bringing back some vibes, but I actually didn't really finish the Peter Capaldi season, so. But I do remember that character. Regardless, look. After this Doctor Who detour, um, I thought it was nice because the Hansel and Gretel witch doesn't get much, you know, she only ever gets the bad side of the story. And she really was just living in her gingerbread house. Well, and- she was also eating children. So. Okay, well, <laughs> kids showed up and ate her house. So, potato, potato. So, like, you do to me, I do to you, whatever a phrase is for that. Nailed it. Failing. Uh, regardless, it does sound like our father has started the finale episode of uh, His Dark Materials. So, I'm going to go join, but we should finish up our wrap-up room. Yes, we should. Uh, everybody, again, please feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. It's so fun when you guys, like, slide in our DMs and send us emails and stuff. And We're let always us, looking for suggestions. Yes, let us know what you think about us recording in the same place since we're both home for Christmas right now. But don't get used to it. <laughs> don't get used to us, but just let us know, and we'll see if it's worth it to, you know, try and haul our microphones from place to place whenever we're in the same locale. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as our next episode goes, we will be doing something new, which is watching something neither Alexa nor I have ever seen, which is the 1980s cult classic Teen Witch. Oh, yes. I, we're quite excited since... Yeah, neither of us have ever seen it. The only thing I've ever seen from it is, is the, the rap, rap yeah, of which you couldn't have avoided. Yeah, if you tried. But uh, we will be watching the whole film for our next episode. Yeah. So if you're a Teen Witch fan, let us know about your favorite parts. And we'll yeah. touch on that. Um, other than that, should we try and do it at the same time because we're here together? Okay. One, two, three. Don't, Don't do, do love spells. spells. That was strange. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, bye, guys. Bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Woo. Thank you.